I'm Maidalian, and you're listening to the Inspiration Place podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by our new masterclass, Making Money with Hand Lettering. If your goal is to make money from lettering, or if you just want to learn how to do it the way the pros do, then this free workshop is for you. Head on over to shulmanart.com forward slash lettering to save your spot. It's the Inspiration Place podcast with artist Miriam Shulman. Welcome to the Inspiration Place podcast, an art world insider podcast for artists by an artist, where each week we go behind the scenes to uncover the perspiration and inspiration behind the art. And now, your host, Miriam Shulman. Well, hey there, this is your host, artist Miriam Shulman, and you're listening to the Inspiration Place podcast. I'm so thrilled that you're here. In today's episode, you'll discover why honing your unique lettering style is the key to profitability, the three ways to make money with hand lettering, and which way might be best suited for you, and why hand lettering is different from computer-generated graphics and where it's used. To help me out, I've invited the expert in hand lettering. Today's guest is driven by her passion for bringing creatives on the same road to success that she took. Successful students of her hand lettering courses have landed mural jobs, editorial work, among many other lettering projects, and have launched their own profitable creative businesses. She started her hand lettering business in 2015 while raising a young family in Singapore. Since then, she's worked with clients such as Apple Singapore, Penguin Random House, Workman Publishing, Faber Castle, to name just a few. Please welcome to the inspiration place, Mai DeLeon. Well, hey there, Mai. Welcome to the show. Hey there. Thank you for having me here. I'm so excited. <laughs> I am so excited too. So Maya and I know each other. I, I want to say in real life, it feels like it's real life, but yeah, it's only been through the screen <laughs> for, for almost like six months now. That's right. So like many of my other guests, people have been hearing a lot about the mastermind that we both belong to because I bring so many people on here because it really is a great group, right? Yes, indeed. It is. I learned so much in there. Yeah. And then we get to hang out together. You know, I invited you because of course, my audience is super interested in this subject. I know there's a lot of people who really are interested in lettering. I don't actually teach the kind of lettering that you do. My lettering is more for our journaling and personal use. And what you do is really teach people how to monetize the art of lettering. So let's break down a couple of different concepts so that people who are new to this understand what we're talking about. First of all, how is hand lettering different than computer-generated graphics? All right. So basically, hand lettering is the art of drawing letters. We use pencils and papers. It's a traditional way of doing it. But these days, we already have like iPad, iPad Pro, you know, Mm -hmm. those stuff. But still, the drawing part is still there. The good thing about that is it's highly customized. So whatever you request whatever requirements the clients or the customers want, you can truly come up with something absolutely new and haven't been done before. It's more raw, imperfect. That's what I like about it. 
I'm kind of like loving the edgy part of it, not the super smooth flow of the letters. I like the touch of imperfections. So that's basically what's make it different. So why would a client want something that has more of a hand lettering look rather than like a computer font, like a cool font? Yeah. Over the years, the hand lettering trend has been continuously rising. It's probably because we are living in a digital age and the sense of they're kind of looking for the human touch, the connection, you know, the human connection. And it's lacking these days. Yeah. So to reach the customers better, the, the new way to do that is through delivering like value with that allows others to connect better, which we enter when we enter. So hand lettering allows our customers to get their message out in a fashion where it's handmade. It's done by someone who, who is a real person. It doesn't look like something that's generated in the computer. So it has a personal touch in it. And that's what most of our customers actually want. Yeah. Why don't you share with us one or two projects? You know, we talked about Apple or Workman. Could you pick one or two of your favorite ones? I actually have one here behind me. So, <laughs> All right. Why don't you show it and I will help describe it. Okay. So for this project, I was given a layout, which is a speech bubble. So if I use a certain font to fit this noisemaker's title in a speech bubble, it's going to be a lot difficult for me to do that. And that is why I was commissioned to do this. And with my hand lettering skills, I was able to fit the words noisemakers in this very tiny space yeah. that has a unique layout. It's kind of round. And of course, it comes out with that call out. Okay, so I'm going to describe it. There's a big speech bubble and noisemakers takes up half of it. And what my did is the word noise kind of has, it's almost like rounded, like to fit the arc of the top of the speech bubble. Yeah. And then she used the letter M, K and R in the makers kind of extending, I would call them serifs. Is that the right term to use? Like added serifs to the letters? Yeah. Yeah, to make it fill in some of that negative space. So it, yeah, it's really cool what you did there. Okay, so I don't know if you feel comfortable sharing this, but how much did they pay you to do that project? It's a four figure close to five. But wow, that's amazing. <laughs> but it's not the only thing. There is chapter titles inside. So, so I have the book cover and then the chapter titles. Wow. And then I have names of those, the, the women that they are talking about in here. So like, basically, it's almost like getting an illustration job, but it's just for the lettering part of it. Is that yes. right? Yes, indeed. And just for people who don't know, four to five figures means she's talking five figures, 10,000, right? So it's somewhere yeah. in that range, something just under 10,000. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. People, if you want to make... 50,000, just doing the math for you. You only need f four or five of these jobs to make 50,000 a year. Is that right, Mai? Basically, yeah. Just so people understand like what we're doing. But that's not only it. There are people who are getting five figures, like $60,000 project <gasps> from hand lettering because they're doing like big things. Okay, so tell us, tell we want some of that. So tell us what would be a $60,000 job. <laughs> that is like amazing money. Potentially movie posters. Ooh. Yeah, okay. so we also get commissions for that. But it also depends on who the client is and how much value we're bringing into them. 
the amount, uh, the rate that we can charge the client depends on how much value we're giving them. Is it hard to get these jobs? I mean, is it competitive? Like, how do you get a job like that? Do you need an agent? I don't have an agent. Unfortunately, I did not have an agent, but I thrived even without it. And that's what I was actually teaching right now. Like you can still get commissions and get paid really well to do hand lettering projects, even if you don't have an agent. But the key thing is you've got to hone your skills like big time, Mm. not just simply learn it today and then tomorrow go ahead and pitch your work to someone else. It's not, it doesn't work like that. For me, it took me two years to consistently show up. And as I keep on showing up on my Instagram feed, like every single day. So that's kind of how I started. I'm a nap time <laughs> entrepreneur. A nap time so. artist. <laughs> yeah, a nap time artist. That. So. I, is, is that like a... Does somebody else already coin that? Because I might coin that if nobody else has. Uh, you, you, I don't think there is anyone who thought about that yet. Not that I know of. So you yeah. can coin that. Okay, for cool. Sure. Totally. That's how I started too with my portraits. A nap time <laughs> artist. Except my second child didn't nap. It didn't nap. No, you know. Mine is a good napper. My he naps for about two to four hours in a day. Oh, that's so nice. My, my <laughs> oldest daughter napped twice a day. And then my son came. <laughs> he was like, oh, it's too much going on for me, mom. I am not buying into this whole nap thing. So luckily he had nursery school and then he also had playdates. So I was a, yes. I was a playdate artist. So far, we've talked about book illustration and movie posters. And you say there's three ways, main ways that you can make money doing hand lettering. Mm -hmm. So what are those three ways? So there are three different, for me, there are three. That's what I learned. Number one is by creating products with your hand lettering. So it could be stickers, posters, or, you know, merchandise with your hand lettering on it. Those are a couple of the things that I have tried before. I also had cell phone cases with my yeah. hand lettering on it. So there was that. When you say products, do you mean products that you're producing yourself? Or do you mean like licensed products, like somebody? Both. Both. Okay. Both. Yeah. So both you can produce your own products or you can have it like get on print on demand sites yeah. and have it, have them do it for you. So you just get commission from all the sales. You can also do that. Yeah. The second one is client work. So this is what helped me really get my business growing over the years. So I got more client work when I first started my first paid lettering gig. I did not even know that I could make money from it. No, <laughs> Honestly, I, I didn't I was know that cheering. either. I, I thought all this stuff is done in the computer. Who knew? I know, right? Because I was just sharing my stuff. I was lonely at the time. I was a bit depressed with mm. my son's diagnosis and I can't do anything. I can't even design my scrapbook designs anymore because he doesn't want me to leave his side and I can't go on the computer. So that's about the only thing that I can do. Hand letter on grid notebook and use the micron pen to do it. My, you were talking about your son's congenital heart diagnosis. Is that what you're referring to? No, not just that. He has that. He, he, it has been corrected at the time, but he has Down syndrome. So my son has special needs. So okay. he has Down syndrome and he needs a little bit of extra care, like more than a typical child does. So we have doctor's appointments, therapies, multiple doctor's appointments because he has a lot of medical conditions. I felt like, you know, Taking care of him like full time took something away from me. Not that yeah. I don't like it, but it yeah. felt like it. 
because you know when you have a child at least that's how you feel <laughs> they take everything away from you and you you've left with nothing so that's it was I said, like the nursing never ends <laughs> and they're just sucking you dry the rest of your life <laughs> <laughs> and living in a foreign country could be lonely. I have no relatives in there. I have mm. few friends that I don't get to see often because I cannot go out often. So that's what I did, basically hand lettering and sharing it with the world. And six months of showing up on Instagram, I got my first paid client. And I didn't that's even great. realize, I didn't even realize it because I don't know how to do compositions at the time. I can only do letters and words because that's about what I know. She sent me a message and asked me, I've seen your letters on Instagram and would you be able to do coloring book that's all about letters? I was like, sure. Nice. <laughs> I did not even know that the, the very thing that I'm showing up for is exactly the kind of job that I would be hired for. So. Perfect. Was that Random House? No, that was the first one was Minilu Kids. It's okay. a coloring book company in the US. Nice. Really yeah, nice. everything started from there. After that, more projects just came in. I was consistently showing my progress and people keep seeing it. But I just want to highlight a few things you just said just to make sure people, you know, processed it all. So first mm -hmm. of all, what Mai said is that she started off doing this hand lettering really to fulfill a personal gap, yeah. to do something for yourself because you're putting so much into your children, you wanted to put something back into yourself. And I think that's beautiful. And I love the way that you found this organic path that now not only are you feeling this personal need to be creative, but now you are contributing and helping with your family. And I know that these therapies for, that your son have have to be expensive. So they the, are. <laughs> yeah, of course they are. That's great. I don't know that we actually covered now the three ways to make money because we started off with talking about putting them on products. So what are the yeah. other two? So the second one is client work. Uh, okay. That's the one I mentioned. So the, okay. the client work is where I get the bulk of money that I earned the first time. So I worked with first is Minilu and then eventually I went to bigger publishings like Workman Publishing and then I got Penguin Random House and then I have an appeal to certain publishing companies mm -hmm. <laughs> practically because of what I'm showing up on Instagram. So that's it. And then the third one is teaching. So okay. I started teaching workshops because as I keep on sharing my work, people keep asking, how can I do that? I want to learn how to do that too. And then eventually I was offered to have an online course, but I was too chicken at the time. <laughs> I didn't want to do it because I feel like I don't have enough skills yet. You know, I was just starting. It's just less than a year. This is <laughs> imposter syndrome at its best. People were already paying you. Yeah, I know. To do it. Right. Yeah, I know. Yes, it is. Okay. Yes. Like, how dare you? Did you know you're supposed to have like some sort of certificate <laughs> to be able to charge money? Right. Well, <laughs> at the you time, that, I right? wasn't aware of the imposter syndrome. Right. I, but that's what it is. Yeah. But that's what it is. Yeah. So when I became more aware of that, I just took care of it. So I dealed with it. So the when people kept asking, I said, well, I if I want to get more experience in teaching, I better start teaching. So yeah, exactly. I reached out to an art shop because they were holding workshops in there and I offered my hand lettering workshop because they don't have it there. So that's the start of my teaching weeks. And then eventually, as you know it, now I'm teaching online. Yes. <laughs> Honing your unique lettering style. 
Yeah. How do you discover your own style? Because that's a question that I get asked by my students, not about lettering, but you know, just in general, all the time about finding your own style. So do you have words of wisdom about that, Mai? Yes, I do. Because for me, you don't just discover your own style. You consistently work for it. Mm. And it will naturally show over the years as you consistently work on your art, your passion, your natural style will eventually emerge. And you will not be the one to take notice of that. The people who look at your work will be the ones who who's going to tell you, oh, I can spot your artwork from a mile away. Yeah. Because they already know what your signature style is. To be honest, I'm not even aware of it until now. But people know my artwork, my hand lettering, even if they're, you know, queued up on Pinterest. It's side by side along with all of these many hand lettering pieces in the internet. So people can still spot my artwork. And that's good. That's when you know, oh, I have arrived. <laughs> I have a certain yeah. style that yeah. people notice now, even if I don't put my name on it. That's interesting that you say that you other people notice it first, because I have that with one of my clients inside my artist incubator. I'll just give her a shout out. Carol Heard Rodriguez. She does these landscapes that she also does still lifes and she didn't see them as being the same style. And I was like, no, just the way you make your, you know, your still lifes, these pears and these apples, they look just as monumental as when she does the landscapes of the cliffs. Like it has the same monumental quality, the same jewel tone quality. So even though they're completely different subjects, it still has the same style. And that's when you know you've matured as an artist is when you do have a recognizable style. And that doesn't mean you don't experiment and you don't evolve. Yes. That is key, really. When artists have their own unique lettering style, how does that help their career? When I started, I am one of the generalists. So I just have this general hand lettering artwork and I'm getting jobs. Yes. But I did not start getting, I was in the four figure, but in the bottom four figure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But when I started developing, because I love patterns, I'm a surface pattern designer before I became hand lettering artist. Oh, I didn't know that. I, yeah, I was. And I incorporated it with my lettering. So I had practice different styles and get my patterns as borders and I design letters and I design letters as patterns. So people took notice of that. And then when I showed up more of it, that's when I get to the top like four figure and then eventually crossed five figure mark. Beautiful. So Because when you have a certain distinct style, the client looks for that specific unique artwork that only you or a few people like you can deliver. You know, when you niche down into something more specific, people are so afraid of niching down, which they don't know when they do that. Yes, they get less client, but they get high paying clients. Because the client, if they're looking for a peach, they want a really juicy peach. I know. They don't want something where they're not sure if they're going to get an apple or a peach. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yes, exactly. And that's what's good about it. And I have known artists who have generally niched down from hand lettering to tactile lettering to tactile lettering to stop motion hand lettering. And they did it really, really well that eventually this very niche has expanded into something more. Mm. That's what actually happens when you have something unique. Because people will look up to that unique 
awesomeness, unique, awesome proposition that you have, you know. So you teach both how to hand letter as well as how to get these jobs, or is it just one or the other? Both. I teach oh, both. Okay. So I teach the skills and I teach how you can make money from hand lettering. That's awesome. So Mai, do you think it's okay for someone to sign up for your video series if someone's never done this before? Or do they need to already have some experience before doing it? Yeah, it's okay. I've had clients who started absolutely newbie. And she was the one who I mentioned, like, who finished 12 murals during her first full year in business. Oh, we didn't even talk about murals. So how does hand lettering fit into murals? So murals have different art forms, like there are illustration murals, graffiti, those kind of stuff. And then there's hand lettering. So if you've been to San Diego, you will see a lot of hand lettering murals. They're done by my good friends, Roxy and Phoebe of Banner Design Co. So we have lettering murals too. So if you see such work, it says like, hey, have a good day. So those kind of artwork, they're mostly done mm. by hand lettering artists. Oh, I didn't realize that. That's yeah, awesome. They paint it though. They paint it. Now I can hear somebody out there listening because I can hear what they're saying to me. <laughs> and somebody <laughs> out there listening right now is saying, but my, I don't have good handwriting. Do you think that matters? No, it doesn't. So many hand lettering artists that I know of don't, I don't have good hand, hand yeah, writing. Yeah, I don't either. Like Mine my, is awful. <laughs> because drawing is different. Drawing yeah. is different. Yeah. Do they have to know how to draw? No, not. I don't know how to draw. The only okay. thing I know how to draw is letters. Beautiful. Okay. So, so by the way, <laughs> I was hoping that those were the answers to both of those questions. <laughs> but yeah, I had to ask thing- them because I know that's what people are thinking out there. Either I can't draw or I have terrible handwriting, right? Do you hear that too, yes, Mai, from people? I do. Yes, a lot. A lot has been telling me about that. And I keep telling them that it doesn't matter. Once you learn the steps, it's going to be so much easier. And then you just have to explore and add your own personal touch to every letter that you're drawing and you're on it. All right. Now, what about supplies? So if we're inviting people for this video series, are they going to need supplies for it? And and by the way, this video series is free. It's shulmanart.com forward slash lettering made it really easy for you to find because I really want you to see it all. So do they need supplies for your free video series? No, no. Okay. Basically, if they if they want to start learning the skills, hand lettering, because I might do something really crazy. <laughs> yeah, the only thing they need is pencil okay. and eraser and paper. Perfect. No fancy papers, no fancy things, whatever you have. Is there a lot of expensive supplies that they're going to need to learn this skill? No, people have got to know this. I started with just a Stedler pencil that I have. It's an old, old Stedler pencil that I did not even, I don't know when I bought it. And then an eraser and a grid notebook. That's it. That's what I started with. Okay. Which, by the way, just so you know, that in my art journal class, which has nothing to do with professional hand lettering, it's just for fun. That's what we use too. We use a composition grid notebook. <laughs> Funny, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because of the lines. Yeah. So it makes it easier. And then what kind of things to color in do you recommend beginners start with? I color everything digitally. Oh, okay. You draw everything and then you scan it in and you color it in digitally? Yes. What computer program then would I need to have if I wanted to do this? I use Adobe Illustrator. Okay. Is that expensive? I have the Adobe Suite, which I'm paying about less than $50 per month. Okay. 
it's quite a bit expensive because yeah, before expensive. you just have to buy the license and it's yours. Now it's a subscription. So yeah, I think you still can buy though the Illustrator if you don't want the subscription. Yes, I think you can just buy one software for that. But I have also started before I got this myofascial pain syndrome. I started working on colored pieces traditionally since I worked with Pilot Pen USA. They sent me a couple of colored pens. And they were quite fun. So if you have colored pens at home, you can use those too. It doesn't really matter whether you use digital or traditional pens. Right. So people who maybe just want to learn the art of lettering, but then they're not trying to get illustration jobs, they could just color it in themselves, right? Yes, yeah. exactly. Okay, that's what I do. Yes. My Posca <laughs> pens. Oh, the Posca pens. They're so much fun. Oh my gosh. The painting behind me, which they can't see, but you can, I use Posca pens too. Oh my goodness. It's gorgeous. I went on a trip to visit my in-laws this weekend and I brought my art journal with me and my Posca pens and I had so much fun with those colors that today I wanted to make a painting using those same colors. So I, I use Posca pens on the, on my yeah, I'm glad you can floral. still paint. I'm jealous. <laughs> it, you have yeah. to schedule it. There's so many things that, you know, you and I do in our business. It, it's so easy not to do our art anymore. For me, it's quite different because I have the myofascial pain syndrome that gives you pain from the head up. Yeah, you were saying that quickly and I, I didn't quite. Ca so what is it that you have? It's myofascial, myofascial okay. pain syndrome. Oh my goodness. So it started because of a bad posture. I keep hand lettering like for hours Ooh. and I don't give myself breaks. <laughs> oh my gosh. So that's, that's a very hard lesson for me. And then eventually I had this pain and I had to stop doing hand lettering for now. Okay. Because if I do, it's going to be so much painful from the neck down to my shoulders and it could go on for months. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. That's really... Yeah, but it's good. All oh, it's good. That's why I have devoted more of my time into teaching what I do because I cannot do more of it. So I might as well just share the knowledge. Yeah. All right, my. This was so inspirational. So finally, to wrap this all up, don't forget about the free three-part video series that Mai's having. You can actually, though, sign up for it now to make sure you get the video, video one, shulmanart.com forward slash lettering. If you've enjoyed the content that we shared here today, you're going to absolutely love, love, love it because Mai's graphics are just beyond and you want to know what this stuff looks like. So, to get to that, to save your spot, here's what you have to do. Go to shulmanart.com forward slash lettering. And that's how you can save your part in the video series and make sure you sign up. And it's not going to be available forever. So unfortunately, if you're listening to this podcast in May won't be there anymore. So make sure when you sign up and you get the video, you make time to watch all those videos right away because they are fantastic and they're absolutely 100% free. Give us your Instagram handle now, Mai, just so they can hear it. Okay. So my Instagram handle is MyDeleon. That's M-Y-E-D-E-L-E-O-N. Alrighty, Mai, do you have any last words for my listeners? Do we leave something out that you want to make sure you share with them before we call this podcast complete? I just want to say that for those who aspire to become hand lettering artists, it's always possible whenever, whatever stage you are, even if you're just starting out or you have some experience on it, you just have to learn the basics again and then continue from that and really, you know, just be willing 
to deliberately practice so that you could get better way faster than everyone else. Because those who get better, you practice really, really deliberately and make time for it. Not fine. They make time for it. They are the ones who get better faster than others. That's fantastic. Thanks so much, Mai, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so much fun. All right, shulmanart.com forward slash lettering. All right, my friend, thank you so much for being with me here today. I will see you same time, same place next week. Make it a great one. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Inspiration Place podcast. Connect with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash shulmanart, on Instagram at shulmanart, and of course on shulmanart.com. 